Because Srini Hamill and I have been seeing a lot going on social media and different communication platforms about public impact in HD. So we thought we would jump on and tell some personal stories that we have had to deal with living in a family that is impacted by HD and also some support services that we have at Help for HD International to support you through this journey. Obviously, people would deal with impaired gait, slurred speech, chorea, involuntary movement, choking, cognitive impairments, and psychiatric components that will bring public impact into your life. And oftentimes, our loved ones are discriminated and embarrassed. And so uh, we want to talk about how we have all dealt with this as HD families and maybe some ways um, we can help support each other. So I will start with Katrina Hamill talking about how public impact has been a part of her life. So my mom had a lot of the symptoms of HD that you hear about. She had really horrific chorea. She had um, cognitive decline and she had psychiatric symptoms. So what I would like to talk to you all about today is one episode that we went through together that kind of shows how the public can perceive someone with Huntington's disease. So today we're talking about public impact. And what does that mean? It means like how is Huntington's disease seen by the public eye and how does it impact those around you? So my mom and I and my son were driving to the store. And at this point, she was later stages HD. And she um, would talk to dogs. She would tell me that a man was going to come pick her up. And they were going to run away together because they were in love. And they talked all the time on the phone. And she had a lot of things going on that I was not able to hear or I was even able to understand. So this day in particular, we were going to the store, her, me, and my son, and she wanted to go cash her check like she would once a month. And we go to get out of the car. She gets the items that she wants and then we leave the store. And when we're leaving the store, it all started with, I want to smoke a cigarette in the car. And as a lot of us know, um, people with HD and even the caregivers. So there's a lot of smoking going around and it just happens to be a common situation. So my mom was wanting to smoke in the car and I'm like, yeah, we don't do that. And so it started from there and just ex escalated. So she jumps out of the car and mind you, again, she has really bad chorea and she cannot um, even stand on her two feet. But what really was our struggle and what I would like to talk to you about was her screaming, her yelling, her saying that I'm going to kill her, that I am going to help hold her captive, that I was really up to no good. So she jumps out of the car in the middle of the street and I have to go park my car somewhere safely because I have my son and I do what I park right in front of the store where we just uh, cast your check and she cobbles over there. So she's hobbling through the street and everyone's stopping. Everyone's looking at me like I'm abusing her. And people are stopping and asking if she's okay. And she's just screaming, call 911, call 911, call the cops. And of course it's coming out, out a lot more slurred than this. And so she's, so people are wondering if she's drunk. People are wondering if she is just struggling and she was. So they were trying to help, but they were also terrified and wondering Who's at fault? And is it my fault? Is it her fault? What's going on? And trying to assess the situation very quickly. And when the public is trying to assess the situation very quickly, they often will side with the person who seems to be a victim. So my mom 
was just in this state of mind where she couldn't clearly see what was going on when she was battling what was going on in her mind. So she was just thinking I was going to kill her and that I was going to hold her captive and, and a lot of different really scary things for her. And so anyhow, she makes it into the liquor store and is screaming at the clerk there to call the cops and to arrest me. We do that for her safety and ours and the public and everything, everybody involved. So the police do show up and again, she's screaming at them and she's fighting them and she's saying things like, don't you see that man there? He's telling me that I need to come with him and that that me, that I am abusing her. Of course, wasn't purposely lying about, but just things that were in her reality. They were in her mind. They were happening to her regardless of the truth, so to speak. She just had a lot going on in her mind. And so everyone around us was just pointing fingers and really misunderstood the situation. So for that reason alone, and there were many other events like this, just because my mom was not medicated. And the reason why she was not medicated was we did not get early intervention with her. We did not get um, the chance to help her manage her symptoms with medications. So anyhow, um, it started with some local education and talking to people that were willing to listen that didn't just drive by and just explaining that she did have Huntington's disease and what that meant in a very quick synopsis of kind of what happens with um, HD. So that's my story. And it's much bigger than that. But the reality is with her psychiatric symptoms and having a breakdown in public, you just never know when that's going to happen. Sometimes if they are not using medications or you don't know when that's going to happen and something might just go wrong. So being prepared and knowing how to handle a situation like that is something I always recommend to people who, even if they are on medications, even if they are getting the help that they need, sometimes things happen. Sometimes there is a, a break in their psyche and just being able to prepare the public and work your way through those situations is extremely important. And so I'm going to talk about a situation that is more about the physical, the movements and, and a situation that I had with my children and Mike. So my husband, one of his favorite things to do was to watch his kids in anything they just shined in and that they loved. So he loved to watch them at their dance classes and everything. He was such a proud dad. And our little one, Madison, well, she was little at the time. She's 19 now. She loved soccer and she was so good at soccer. She would play on all boys teams and she was the only girl. So she went through the whole thing of being just wrecked onto competitive soccer. And Mike just loved watching her. And I'm going to talk about an instant when we were at a soccer game. And the one thing about Madison was, is they'd put her on the field and it would be, she usually play the first half because she would score so many goals that they would pull her out the field to watch. So this, at this game, Madison went in and scored about five goals within the first couple minutes of the game. And she was playing against a girl, another girl's team an all girls team. And so they did pull her off of the, and benched her. I could tell the other parents were very frustrated on the other side of the team. And anyone who knows, obviously we as HD families know that there is a bigger world out there than kids sporting events, but a lot of parents don't get that. And that is their world is their kids sporting events. So they were getting frustrated that her kid, that their children were losing and that things were happening. And so uh, we could see the frustration, them yelling at coaches and yelling. I mean, it was building. 
Well, they put Madison back in and she scored one more goal. And I looked over and I saw parents on the other side. These are parents, grown adults, mimicking my husband's movements. Mike would get so excited when Madison would um, score a goal or get the ball. And we all know people that suffer with the involuntary movements, Korea, when they get really excited or they get overwhelmed or they get under any type of stress, this symptom escalates and it gets no matter what medications you're on, no matter what you're trying to do, it will show more if there is an excitement or an elevation of any type of like dopamine. He was moving quite a bit and he was trying to run down the field to watch her and he was tripping and stumbling. And then they started mimicking him. They started mimicking his movements, laughing, stumbling around. And I looked over and I saw my daughter score a goal and her hands went up in the air and she looked on the other side and saw these adults mimicking her father. And she put her head down and she ran to the other side of the field. What not only did those people do to my husband, mimicking him and, and making him upset, making me upset, most of all, they upset our daughter who is at risk for Huntington's, who does have, does have that fear, had the fear of her father hurting himself, had so much anxiety on a daily basis and trauma. And to see public throwing that in her face was very hard. What I decided to do, my first instinct was I wanted to run over to the other side of the field and I wanted to hurt somebody. And I'm going to be completely honest. I wanted to yell. I wanted to scream and possibly get physical. Would that have helped anything? Absolutely not. What it would have done is embarrassed my husband. It would have embarrassed my children who were there. So I had to stop and think, and luckily the game wasn't over. So I had a little bit of time to process what I was going to do. So we were all walking back. The game was over. We were all walking to our cars. All of us parents were parked in the same parking lot. And I found kind of the ringleader. I saw her. I knew who she was. I, I, I saw her. She was the most dramatic with her movements and getting people more involved in this teasing of someone who was obviously sick. And, and so I waited until she walked in and, and I'm, I am actually, I have this position as people know, but I'm giving anyone the willingness to use this position if they need it. I walked over to the family and I said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm CEO of a nonprofit organization for Huntington's disease. It's a neurodegenerative disease and it causes involuntary movement and psychiatric and cognitive and issues. And my husband actually suffers from it. And we're getting ready to do a documentary and we're really wanting to focus on people that have no empathy and people who don't look at a big picture and people who don't care. And she looked at me and I, and I looked at her, I said, I saw you were mimicking my husband's movements. I saw you guys were laughing and I saw you were running up down the field, acting like running up and down the field, acting like you were stumbling like him. And I would really like to interview you and know what made you do that. She denied it. I didn't do that. None of us did that. None of us did that. I said, me and alongside all the other parents and the coaches on our field actually did see you because our coach had to talk to the ref about it and ask you guys to stop. So it did happen. No, it didn't. And she ran to her car as fast as she could to get away from me. My hope is next time she thinks about teasing somebody that isn't, that's different or someone, or she looks at a bigger picture that maybe he wasn't drunk. Maybe he wasn't on narcotics. Maybe he was just trying to watch his daughter play soccer and he was sick. So maybe it's educating in a way that we find creative ways to do it. We weren't, sir, we weren't shooting a documentary, but it seemed to make a good impact. <laughs> Scared her a little bit. 
<laughs> so Help for HD, because of what Katrina and I, and Katrina and I can sit here on this TV show and talk to you for hours and hours about incidences that have happened with our loved ones, Katrina's uh, brother, Katrina's mom, Katrina's cousins, me and um, Mike's situation with the kids. We could go on and on, but we don't have time for that. But what we can tell you is that we listen to you and we have lived it too. And so we've come up with some stuff that we think may help. So I'll let Katrina talk a little bit about some of those things. Back with talking about my mom and her psychiatric symptoms that she was experiencing. Before I started working with Help for HD, I would make these little cards on three by five cards and I would write some info on them. My mom never left the house by herself, but when we were out in public and I was getting eyes, I also couldn't stop and talk to them because then my mom was like, what are you planning? What are you up to? What are you doing? Why are you telling them about me or what have you? And so I would quietly put down a card and it would just have some info about Huntington's disease on it and that she has this disease and this is why she's exhibiting these symptoms. And that worked out for me, but it also wasn't, it didn't look like it was backed by anybody. I could have written it down and it could have been completely false. So um, now working with Help for HD and using, like Katie said, our experiences and also the public experiences that we've heard. And like when people say, oh, this is going on in our family, how can we do something about it? We listen, like Katie said. And so we do have, they have caregiver information on it. They just talk about HD. It's small enough to fit in a wallet or a pocket. And that has been used all over the United States. And we get a lot of comments about those cards because they are something that is easily usable and easily obtainable because it's free from us. We just send them out. And alongside those, we have decals that can go on your car. And it just says, hey, there's someone in the car that has Huntington's disease and they might need a little extra help. They may not respond as quickly as you'd like. And there's over a few things to look out for. And we've also heard that people have been putting those on their front door. So if um, a situation happens inside the house, that's either related to or unrelated to somebody with Huntington's, they at least know somebody in the house has Huntington's and they might be able to be like, okay, I'm, I'm reading this. I understand. I'll be cautious just to make sure that they are graceful in the way that they're speaking to our loved ones. We have a lot of t-shirts. We could just switch them up because we have the need to do. So sometimes it's just, Hey officer, I'm not drunk. I am. I have Huntington's disease. And we have ones that kind of, I have Huntington's please be patient with me and understanding. And we have shirts that are like, we have t-shirts that are full of awareness and when people are walking around, like when my brother, Bub, hi, Bub, when he wears his shirts out in public, he's gotten comments on them. And it's also a way for people when they're seeing him with slurred speech, when they're seeing him with his career, when they're seeing him with his delayed responses, like it's also just another way to be like, okay, I'm getting it. A little bit of empathy. It's also a conversation starter for education, awareness, support, things like that. We also have hats. We have beanies. We have cups. We have a lot of different swags. We also have Help for HD bracelets that will say, I have Huntington's disease. And a lot of people tend to look at those disease bracelets where they're like, oh, what is that? And then they look and they read it. And so that's really been helpful as well. We have a lot of different tools on our website, helpforhd.org. But really we wanna thank Teva Pharmaceuticals for the ID cards and the sticker decals that can go on cars because that is um, a program that has been utilized all over the United States. And without 
that help, we wouldn't be able to provide it to all of you for free. And in order to obtain some of those for free, just please reach out to Vicki Owen on Facebook or Vicki, V-I-C-K-I at helpforhd.org. And she will be happy to send out a package to you. If you're interested in some of those examples of our t-shirts or our different you know, items that we've given out during our education days and our different events, please look on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok, and just look up help for HD swag. And you will see all of the different items we've been referencing. And as um, we start using this hashtag, more and more people are starting to contribute their pictures so we can actually show the public what we're doing for public impact, awareness, and education. Thank you so much for that, Katrina. And I think I would just like to end this by, we deal with so much discrimination, impact, so many things as HD families. So we could just relieve some of that. For law enforcement, we of course have huge impact when it comes to unnecessary altercation with law enforcement or crisis intervention with our first responders, just not knowing about Huntington's. So always come to Help for HD. We do have law enforcement education. We do have EMT and fire first responder education and tools. So please use us. This is all free. Great to amazing sponsors that stand by us and, and help us like Teva Pharmaceuticals that make these programs free for our community and let us offer um, them all the time, all year round, all year long. Finally, I think with public impact, the first thing is to stay calm. Our first response is always to fight because we have to fight for everything. And we love our loved ones. They are our moms, our fathers, our, our spouses. Of course, we want to fight for our family, but staying calm because also always remember that our loved one living with Huntington, we don't want to put them in a position where they're embarrassed or that they have to endure more than they already say. So most of the time, lack of awareness says that they don't see public impact, but I would fight with that and say that they do. My husband would just say, what am I supposed to do about it? So I think a lot of people do see how the public treat them. I think finally, my final plug for Health for HD, shameless plug, is we do have a support group. We have a caregiver support group that runs every Tuesday. And this is a place, support groups are so important because this is where we can come and we can tell these stories and we can work together as HD families on different ways we can help um, each other to bring down public impact or to support our loved one through public impact because chances are we're always going to deal with it. But what are some strategies that we can do to help our loved ones, our children, our other family members, and ourselves. Uh, Health for HD uh, does have one every Tuesday virtually, and you get to come from the comfort of your own home. You can always get the codes for that by reaching out to um, anyone at Health for HD International, but Sharon Thomason has the codes at Sharon, S-H-A-R-O-N at help4hd.org, and she'll get you the codes. Come join us. I think that is it. I think that will do it for the day. Everyone take care of yourselves and take care of each other. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.